0: Do you get my reference?
1: Sh fifty five.
0: Oh, sh fifty five.
1: Yeah, what's that from though?
0: Uh it's like an animation.
1: Yeah, it's an old animation. What's that from though? Sh fifty-five? Yeah.
0: Hello, little girl. <laughs> I can count all the way to sh fifty-five. Yeah, this is
1: like um this is like a throwback to like early internet. mm -hmm. Meme culture, right? Very early. This almost sounds like a, yeah, this is foundational internet memeage. Almost like an E Bombs World kind of video is what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's probably what I watched it on. Yeah, exactly.
1: E Bombs, yeah. Or
0: like very early YouTube. (gasps) Maybe.
1: All right. Well, while we could Google it, we're not going to because we have a podcast. It lives rent free in my brain,
0: Brian. I don't need to Google it.
1: Welcome to episode 453 of the Design Details Podcast.
0: Coming to you from 2023, I'm your co-host, Brian (laughs) Lovin. And I am your 2023 version of Marshall Bach. Uh, Back for (laughs) another one, Brian. New year, new us. What do we got on the docket for today? Well, we've changed everything. In that, we've changed nothing. (laughs) Innovators. We're Uh, disruptors, Brian.
1: (laughs) Now we got a fun episode coming up. We're going to be talking about typography and creating the best type stack in your design system. And then in the sidebar, we're going to do a little bit of a grab bag. We're going to be talking about Twitter view counts and the uh, very new and fresh at the time of this recording rumor that Figma is about to support paid community resources plugins and files. So we got a good episode, but Marshall... This episode is supported by our Golden Ratio supporter, our friends at Catch. Catch asks, why you, dear listener, did you become a freelancer? Was it for freedom, flexibility? Well, it probably was not because you wanted to manage your own health insurance, taxes, and retirement. Catch can do all of that for you. They offer benefits and personal payroll for the self-employed. You can shop for health insurance the same way you would shop for a flight compare across carriers, find the best price. They make it easy to renew your current plan, find a better one, or enroll for the first time. So freelancers, make sure you are covered for 2023 at catch.co slash design details slash health or click that link in your show notes to renew your coverage or find a better plan. Once again, that's catch.co slash design details slash health. Thank you, Catch. Thanks, Catch. We also have some new, very important pixels. Welcome hey. to the 2023 hot tub. Come on in. The water's <laughs> warm. So warm, despite the uh, North American <laughs> weather. Welcome to the fam. Anchor Roy, Mick Lemberg, Ken Greer, Davida Pitts, Maro Fernandez, Shenny, S. Cameron, And Michelle Van Heest. Welcome to the hot tub, everyone. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for supporting the show. If you didn't know, we're a listener-supported podcast, which means fans of the show gather on Patreon at patreon.com slash design details, where for just a buck a month. Just a buck a month. They support us and get access to bonus content for the show. We call that bonus content the sidebar. Sidebar, sidebar. And that is like an extra episode in your ears to fill in the gaps when you're just thirsting for some design audio content, Mm -mm. the sidebar is there to satiate your hunger. (laughs) Thirsty and (laughs) hungry. You're thirsty and hungry, and you're going through a desert, but there's a hot tub. So come on (laughs) in. It's just a buck a month at patreon.com slash design details. Nice. All right, Marshall. All right. You have successfully completed holiday vacation Mm -hmm. Uh 2022-2023. uh how was your month off? Uh,
0: I was glorious, man. Uh, uh-huh. I did very little okay. aside from contribute to the watch time of YouTube and TikTok.
1: Well, I mean, so you were kind of working, in a way. <laughs> yeah, in a way, in a way,
0: juicing those metrics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I could build those hours. You're right. <laughs>
1: I'm going to charge 20% time because Uh my metrics are really valuable. Uh uh Yeah, uh yeah, it's research.
0: No, but yeah, I watched a lot of short and medium form content over the month. I also was playing around with a little side project. Brian, I had an idea for a little app and couldn't help myself. Busted out the old Figma and started designing and and put together a whole thing. I
1: kind of want to emphasize for people that when Marshall says, I had an idea for app and I kind of whipped something up. We're talking fucking like the more a more advanced design system and more organized Figma file than what 99% of designers would do for their day job. Like talking like all out, you made a little side thing correctly, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Well, thanks, man. With depth, with attention to detail. All right, so tell me about that. I don't know how to
0: do it any other way, Brian. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Uh No half measures. Anyways, um, yeah. Yeah. So, and in doing this thing, that's not the point of it. The point of it was that okay, I started okay. playing around with iOS specific components. I downloaded. Oh, I should shout out uh, Joey Banks. His iOS sixteen. Oh, Joey. Yeah, his iOS sixteen community file. Grab that, bad Insanely boy. Insanely useful. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and use that as like kind of a starting point for this library. Just like list items and stuff like that. And it was strange because I live in mostly mate- like Android material world, but more specifically like a, a YouTube subset of that, right? Like that's 99% of my design time is spent in that constrained world, a specific world. So it's really weird to work in all these different colors that I don't usually have as part of like the standard uh, color set and sf symbols and the typography stack and the the thing that threw me off the most was the typography stacking and trying to figure out like what the hell's going on there like what were they <laughs> thinking not that it's bad or anything but like you know what was what were they thinking when they chose some of these semantics compared to like how material thinks about it which is quite well maybe not totally different but it is different so i thought we could talk about that today because I don't know what is the right way or is there a right way is there a better way that I don't know about that neither of these mm. uh, mm-hmm. design systems mm-hmm. are using so Figured I'd bring it up, chat about it on the the podcast because it was fresh in my mind.
1: Yeah, walk me through. I mean, I've tried to create semantic type stacks for design systems for apps. I'm currently. I I gave it like a half-hearted attempt for campsite, but the web is also a whole other beast because the semantics really matter from like an underlying HTML element point of view. So. there's lots of complexity in picking a correct type stack from the naming to the sizing to the weighting to uh, you know, just getting all the details right. But then also, of course, it, it, you know, presumably you know, you're doing this for a side project, but presumably you'd want this to still be systematic so that other people could understand it. So yeah, walk me through it. What was your uh, decision-making process? What are the trade-offs? Okay,
0: yeah. So maybe I'll give a rundown of kind of how Apple does it and how Google does it and the differences therein. So starting with Apple. Apple uses 11 different semantics, and they're kind of strangely specific the smaller they get, right? <laughs> uh-huh. So near the top, it's like, yeah. you know, large title, and then you have three title sizes. You got a headline, you got body, and then here's where we, body makes sense, headline makes sense, even titles make sense. But here we get into call-out. the fuck is a call-out? Which is what? Yeah, what's, yeah, what's a call-out? Call out? Okay, mm-hmm. the next smaller one is subhead. Okay. Okay, not subheadline. We have another thing called headline. This isn't sub headline. This is just sub head. All right. Okay. The next one down from there is footnote. Brian, what's a foot- <laughs> I mean, I know what a footnote is, but it's very, the thing at the bottom of a book or a page or something like that that is a right, right. deeper, is a clarification on something in the body text. But am, mm-hmm. am I only supposed to use this for footnotes? I've never made, a, I've never designed a thing with a footnote in it. Right. Okay. Going on from there, the last one, we have two flavors of caption. Again, like, uh-huh. is that for closed captions? Is that for like a caption under a photo? Like, so what do these semantics actually mean? Until we get down past body, like, it, it makes sense. But like, call out from there on down. What the hell is going on there? And really what I found myself doing is like, I don't care about the name. Like, I, I don't care about how that semantic actually applies to how I'm actually using This thing, I'm just going for the aesthetic that I need and the hierarchy, relative hierarchy between the two styles or whatever. I I just stopped paying attention to the semantics and looked at the sizes and weights basically, right? So and getting into that, um, it's mostly regular all the way down except for headline is by default semi-bold, but Apple has um, a thing called symbolic traits that you can adjust, which includes like there's a bold or I think on Mac they call it um, emphasized weight, but basically like a heavier weight of all of those 11 semantics, right? And the sizes themselves, there's actually even overlap in those values, right? So the spacing between them kind of makes sense, right? 38, I'll just go down from the biggest to the smallest, 34, 28, 22, 20, 17, and then 17 again. So your headline and your body are both (laughs) Uh 17, Huh, the the difference between yeah. those is headline is semi-bold and body is regular. Then call-out is 16, 15, 13, 12, 11. We skip 14 because fuck 14, right? But um, there's an interesting <laughs> thing going on there with this overlap in that middle range with headline and body. Why? That's weird. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. um, this isn't even to get into all like the accessibility sizes or anything. I'm just talking about the straight middle of the stack. So that's kind of how Apple does it. And those those are my kind of what the fuck is going on here questions as I'm using it. Because I'm used to more of what Google does. So Google has uh, five type roles. Instead of these 11 semantics, there's kind of five buckets. And those buckets are display, headline, title, body, and label. So display is kind of what you would expect it for a really large type. Headline is for headlines. Titles are for smaller titles. Body and then label is mostly used for buttons and, and chips and like action things, it seems like mostly so the sizes that they choose there are not this, I mean, maybe, uh, Apple is using some form of like musical scale, but have you heard of this concept of applying the musical scale to choosing a type stack?
1: Uh, yeah uh well there's like different like scaling algorithms you can apply to building a type stack right and they're like just basically like different mathematical equations and i guess one of them could be like a music scale
0: well the one i'm referring to is like perfect fifth major third okay. minor second right <laughs> okay no i don't know okay. any of that i don't know if that's actually music but um it makes me maybe it's a math thing I don't sounded know. like but it. it sounds musical to yeah. me right um so I think Google uses the major second scale and that becomes like a, a superset. So you choose a kind of baseline, like a REM uh, of 14, I think is the default, but that's kind of your starting point. And then you do this scale, uh, applying it up to create your full superset. And then from that superset, you choose a subset to fill out those buckets. So like maybe you only need a couple sizes for a display and and they use t-shirt sizing, so That'd be large and small, but maybe you need a few in headline. You'd add a medium in there or whatever. But now, So you kind of have these things like, okay, I'm going to use title large with body medium, and that's going to be my pairing. But because it's so much more genericized than the semantics that Apple was using, it's kind of like, well, okay, titles for titles and bodies for bodies, but how do I know which T-shirt size to use with which one? Like, do I use mediums with mediums or larges with smalls? Like, you know, what, what's the rule there, which creates the need for a bunch of extra guidance of like, okay, here's your pairings or here's a good starting point of how to put these things together because it's not very instructive mm-hmm. out of the box, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also has ability to, to change some of those aspects, right? So they call them adjustable axes and uh, that includes like weight and grade and the width of the letters and their optical size. Um, similar thing i think i mentioned this for apple maybe i didn't mention it but yeah they have these symbolic traits for bold and leading sizes so you can reduce the line height if necessary or have your emphasized weight like i was mentioning so you're not locked down to just these initial sizes and weights and everything you can have variations but every variation you do if it affects the entire stack like if you have a an emphasized or like a bold weight for everything well now you have 22 styles right So how do you do this in a way that is instructive for people using the design system that they know like, you don't have this confusion of like, what the fuck is a footnote, right? Uh, But at the same time, it's not so vague that kind of anything could be okay if you don't know any better. So, and is there another way to do this? I know you mentioned web, which I'm far less familiar with. Like, I know that there's like H1 and H2, all that stuff, but I don't know what the exact number of semantics are and everything, so maybe you could fill us in on this. But I'm like looking at this and like, Is either of these the best way to do this, (laughs) especially scaled up? Yeah. (laughs) Not to make a pun, but yeah. Anyways, that's my rant.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my experience with this has always been that you either create too few variants where you encounter some new UI you're trying to create, you don't have the right variants, you try to forcefully eject and you create some new size or
0: size weight combo and then you've
1: broken the system
0: yeah you kind of want to create like a little like a walled garden like a luxury prison right where it's like well you can't leave you're stuck here you get these are the only (laughs) size you get to use but it's future proof enough that like what what else do you need right we have everything you could possibly need in here why would you want to leave yeah So
1: that's one world you end up in. The other world you end up in is probably more like Apple where you've created so many variants to account for every kind of UI you're trying to create that now when you're starting something from scratch, you've either named things in a weird way or it's just not intuitive to know what size-weight combo to reach for. And so there you've failed as well. Uh. Honestly, I haven't found the best solution here. I'm sure there's like some design systems designers out there listening who are screaming at their phones saying, you know, they know the the right idiots. And and maybe (laughs) that
0: is the case. Please Please. tweet at us. Let us know. Like we always say this at the end of the show. Maybe people, you know, go to the next podcast before they hear it. Like, oh, they're wrapping up. Okay, skip. But we always say, like, tweet at us, Let, let us know what you think. But on this one, please, like, actually let us know what you think. I wanna I wanna know what's out there. Like, what are is there something better?
1: Yeah. So I I don't know of something better, except for that. I think your life is just a lot easier if you encapsulate your type at the component level, which I don't know. Again, I'm saying this out loud. And like, I know all of the reasons why this breaks and sucks. But I feel like if you just try and take an entire application's typography and boil it down to eight things, it will break. And so what might be better is to give people the freedom to create components. Where the component looks correct, like, again, all this is in service of, you know, two things. One is creating the right sense of hierarchy, visual hierarchy on the page are are more important things higher up and larger and easier to scan for, blah, blah, blah. And then the second, at least in the web world, would be semantics. Like, can your page be navigated in an accessible way through different heading sizes? And can you distinguish, you know, an H1 from a paragraph, those kinds of things. I don't know, encapsulating that at the component level might be better. So, for a campsite, I tried to create a type scale. I ended up with, you know, base, I think it was, I looked at apples and I eliminated all the duplicates. So, instead of title one, title two, title three, I just have title, and then I have large title or maybe page title, like a default and then a caption. And I don't use any of them. <laughs> I just like default to the body and resize it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Nope, this one should be at this size. The one thing I will say, though, I'm not totally freewheeling it with the values. Like I'm not just randomly picking 23 pixels or two and a half RAMs. I am still leaning on top of uh, Tailwind's design system and Tailwind CSS just gives you a bunch of tokens by default. So they have text extra small, small, normal, large, extra large, And then they do 2XL through, I believe, 6XL. So you can only choose one of those, like text 6XL all the way down to extra small, which is however many, 10. So I'm still sitting on top of that system, but I don't try and abstract those into any sort of semantic meaning like callout or footnote or caption, or at least I tried and failed because you end up needing a size, and if you have a semantic that is that size, you will use it, and the semantic will no longer make sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe that is, I, I have seen this of like a complete removal of anything. It's just like you almost name the semantics by their type size and don't even care about display or title or whatever. Like, no, this is 54 and that one's 24 and you know that one's a 16 and 12. And then you have another axis that you can change it. It's just like the weight. So everything can go up to medium or, or it doesn't really matter. Like anything can be any weight. But then now you're so open and free that when there's one person doing it, it's fine because it's just you, <laughs> right? But you know, what if this was a larger thing? How, how does this actually scale up well? So you don't have different teams of designers who have you know different aesthetics that are both perfectly legal within your system because everything is available. Yeah.
1: yeah, you just need everyone to have good taste. You know, that's the real the real challenge is like how do you imbue a a sense of good taste when it comes to crafting a component that has the correct type hierarchy and this becomes increasingly hard when you're working with components that have maybe one piece of primary text and lots of meta text you know like uh <laughs> like a youtube video <laughs> yeah, I was right gonna say like, like yeah most of my day name. job is just yeah it's like, <laughs> like yeah I'm like marshall is intimately familiar with this yeah like That's the hard part to have taste with, which is you got a title for a blog post or a YouTube video or a tweet even. I actually kind of admire Twitter's type hierarchy where most of the time they use one type size and they only fluctuate weights and colors, which is a nice system. But yeah, that's that's really, really hard to do because I think designers have a tendency to overreach for tokens, I guess would be the word here, where someone says, okay, well, I need to distinguish this title from this subtitle. So I'm going to reach for size, weight, and color when really they should have just reached for maybe size and weight,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't think you can. Uh, I, I would always leave color out of this. Yeah, color, like maybe there's a default color, but like, I don't know. You want different pairings, like the same thing that is like metadata uh, and secondary. You would leave color Mm -hmm. out of it. I guess that's what I'm saying. It was like,
1: It's so much easier to reason about this at the component level. But then as soon as you break out into like different teams and different orgs, then I honestly don't have the experience to know like what the challenges would be there. But yeah.
0: There manifold. My
1: sense is how do you how do you imbue people with a good sense of taste and type hierarchy and have a good design review process be like this is good or not? Without trying to create 10 semantic type styles that can apply to any possible situation that anyone will ever design ever. Mm
0: -hmm. Like that's just not gonna work. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's like doing too much or doing too little are both bad because either you leave too much room for flexibility and people go wild or you lock them down and people aren't able to create the things they need to create or at least the hierarchy in those things. So yeah, it's a fine line.
1: Well, you want to know the trip when it comes to designing for the web is... And iOS does have this. um, You usually don't have to think about it because there are primitives kind of handle it for you which is responsiveness right like so when i'm designing for campsite uh, for example we just shipped a a new change log on a 30 inch monitor i'm using some big ass text Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. if if somebody's looking at a 30 inch monitor i want big chunky things i don't want people leaning forward and squinting they should be able to sit back and uh, enjoy some nice large spacious text when this bad boy loads on a phone i'm shrinking all that down like two or three font sizes right and that dynamic responsive typography throws a whole other wrench in this where it's really hard to semantically encapsulate a type size where that type size is different based on the screen size. It just adds too many layers of complexity. So I just go off. Does this component look correct at the common breakpoints? If so, it's probably
0: fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Th- this well is deep. Yeah. If we want to get into like yeah, accessibility and dynamic resizing and, OS level text resizing. Um, yeah. It's very, very scarily deep. And I I probably should have prefaced this whole thing with the fact that like I am not a typography guy at all. Certainly with like the character forms. I'm a Roboto San Francisco guy, like, you know, give me the the off-the-shelf thing and I'm cool. Anyways. Well, thank you for talking this through with me. Um, I don't know if we have a great answer here, but Maybe listeners can chime in and certainly interesting to at least like get my thoughts out there because there's a lot of uh, uncertainty as I was using it. What the fuck is a footnote, man? I don't know.
1: What the fuck is a caption? Yeah. Anyway, so cool. okay.
0: Cool. Cool, cool things. things.
1: Uh, I might be first yeah, this time around. It. My cool thing this week is a person. Oh. And it is a, specifically a person's Twitter account. Okay. Marshall, do you know of the person named Jonam Trevetti? I do not,
0: but I do now.
1: Jonam is a friend. He uh, lives in San Francisco. We've known each other for years and years and years. He used to work at Apple, then at Netflix, and most recently he has joined the team at Browser Company. But that's not really what I'm here to talk about. This is not a resume reading podcast. This is a design podcast. And Jonum's Twitter account might be one of the highest signal-to-noise ratios of good Twitter design content that exists. So Jonham is a developer, and he recently created an open-source spring-based animation engine for iOS called Wave. And over the past year, he has been sharing prototypes and demos of things that you can create with Wave. Or maybe it went the other way. Maybe he created all of these things while exploring, and the resulting product was Wave, the open source library. Anyways, we'll have a couple links to some of my favorite of Jonham's tweets. But honestly, like you go to his Twitter and just start scrolling, and like every fourth tweet is a demo of Jonham going, hey, wouldn't it be cool if this worked like this? And he has built something in code with delightful animations that are fluid and bouncy and interruptible and just look delightful to use. And I'm here for it. These are the kinds of Twitter accounts that I love to follow. And, you know, presumably all of this work and exploration helped him uh land a job at a browser company, and I'm really, really excited to see what he will do, taking everything he knows about interaction design for the phone and bringing that to the web browser, because Arc, browser company's browser, is built with Swift. So... Very exciting times. Anyways, that's my cool thing is is Johnham and his Twitter account.
0: Um, I didn't hear most of that because I was busy just scrolling through with my mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> you just started looking at the demos, tuned out, and then now I brought you back. Anyways, have fun scrolling. Lots of really fun, fun explorations. Yeah, oh man, this is great. Wow. All right. I feel inadequate. Okay, cool thing, Brian.
1: Uh-huh. All right, what you got?
0: Um, Well, I got some content. I've been watching more than just YouTube and TikTok. I also watched or am watching. I haven't actually finished it yet, but that maybe adds to the enormity of the recommendation that I'm willing to recommend this to people having not finished it. Kaleidoscope on Netflix. Uh, I told you about it last night. Have you uh, delved in yet by chance?
1: I have not delved, but pretend our entire audience is people like me who had no idea what the premise or, sort of, the hook of this
0: show was an Okay. because it, it sounds really cool. Yeah. So, it's a heist show, I think like nine or 10 episodes. Each episode is named after a color. And when you go to watch the show on Netflix, the episode order that you get will be randomized. The only constant being that white always goes last. But The order that you watch the show in is different from the order that other people watch the show in, which alone is kind of a cool thing. Like, how do they pull that off? But Really what it means is that in any given episode, by the end of the episode, you'll have questions that you wouldn't have if you had seen a different episode first. You know what I mean? So like, oh, how did they meet? Or wait, he's supposed to be dead or, you know, stuff like that. It's like, wait, when did that happen? How does that happen? And I sent you a TikTok that I originally found out about this through, which was a guy talking about this and how the order that he got was a really good order. And he found this reviewer who wrote an article and the reviewer left an order that they wish they had seen the show in. Uh, And so that's the order that I've watched. We'll include it in the show notes for your convenience here. But it is pretty great. It stars uh, Gus from Breaking Bad but it's also got Boomerang from the Suicide Squad or from Suicide Squad or maybe using both of them. But yeah, those are the two main recognizable people. And then the the other lead is a guy who you probably recognize. He's been in a bunch of stuff. But anyways, uh, it is super fun. I love a good heist show movie, Brian. Like, I'm a sucker for a good heist. And this is a pretty good heist. I like the the characters are pretty good. Oh, it's got um, Huey from uh, The Boys in it, too. The Boys. Yeah. It. yeah. Uh-huh. It's good, man. Uh, and, again, we'll include in the show notes the, the order that we think you should watch it. You can also watch it chronologically if you want to. It's probably less enjoyable because part of the fun of it is like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Who, who, wait, who's that? Uh, but, yeah, Kaleidoscope on the Netflix.
1: Very fun. Yeah, I've got a. I'm I'm backlogged on, on good shows, so I'll throw this on the list. But
0: well, oh, here's the thing: Virginia doesn't normally like these types of shows, and she got into it. She's like, Oh, nice, bugging me to keep watching. <laughs> <She's> like, we're <laughs> like up at two a.m. She's like, "You want to watch another episode? I'm tired." So yeah, that's yeah,
1: that's a strong endorsement. Maybe okay. I can get her into okay.
0: heist stuff now.
1: <laughs> well, not performing them, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. The oceans, those types of. Things. <laughs> yeah, yeah cool cool thing well this has been episode 453 of the design details podcast hope you enjoyed it let us know what you thought let us know if you have actually do suggestions for uh yeah type stacks what's correct point us to some good resources we appreciate it and uh, we will include that in follow-up next week so if you are enjoying this and want to hear us continue talking about design for example talking about twitter and their new view counts or talking about the consequence of paid Figma plugins, head over to patreon.com slash design details where you can get access to the sidebar. Sidebar, sidebar. For just a buck a month. Just a buck a month. Come on in. All right, that's it. We'll catch you next time.
0: Bye. It's pronounced Greer. I, I, I just had a flashback, Brian. My second grade gym teacher's last name was Greer. And he was an asshole. The only C I've ever gotten in my life uh, was from that guy.
1: The only C you've ever gotten in your life. Wow. Yeah, I was
0: in like second or third grade <laughs> gym class.
1: I didn't know they had A, B, C, D in second grade. I thought it'd just be like kind of a pass fail sort of vibe. You for, would think so. For students who are what, like seven years old?
0: Yeah. Yeah, wow. That was a little troublemaker.
1: <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> yeah.